Welcome to Equipping the Body. I'm Dr. Brad Starnes, and today we're continuing through the book of Luke, and we've come now to Luke chapter 2, picking up in verse number 25, and we've seen that Jesus has been born, um, John the Baptist has been born, all these things that were predicted and done through their lives of uh concerning their births, rather, have taken place. And so Luke has now moved uh, to the point where Jesus is taken by his parents and dedicated in the temple. And as that happens, we see uh, a man introduced to us as one of the quiet in the land, Simeon. And uh, and Simeon has uh, some things to say as well as really to celebrate because he is now seen his eyes have seen the salvation of israel so all throughout scripture uh we read jesus making this statement he that hath ears to hear let him hear for example in matthew eleven fifteen, jesus reveals to his disciples and presumably john the baptist's disciples that john the baptist is the fulfillment of the return of elijah this is a spiritual truth, not a literal truth, in the sense that John was not Elijah, but he came in the spirit and power of Elijah. And so Jesus ends the statement by saying, He who has ears to hear, let him hear. Then again in Mark 4, as Jesus is given the parable of the sower, an illustrative story, but with a spiritual meaning, he says in verse 9, He who has ears to hear, let him hear. Now every time Jesus used that statement, it was regarded uh, or excuse me, it was in regard to spiritual truth that is not discernible immediately by the human hearer. Why is that? Because spiritual truth must be heard by spiritual ears or spiritual hearing that is granted by the power of the Holy Spirit. For example, Paul says in 1 Corinthians 2.14, But the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him, nor can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. So to grasp spiritual truth and the ultimate spiritual truth that Jesus is the Messiah, God incarnate, and the only way of salvation, one must be led to that truth by the Holy Spirit. That's what we call conviction, the conviction of the Holy Spirit. In terms of conversion, uh, we call that the conviction the Holy Spirit touches the heart and reveals to the individual that they are sinful and lost and leads them to repentance in Jesus Christ. Now, considering this truth, we find this narrative about a man named Simeon. Here's the interesting part. The name Simeon literally means hearken or he who hears. And so I've entitled this message, Simeon, led by the Spirit to the Savior. Because that's exactly what happens. Simeon is led by the Spirit to the Savior. But I just found it so interesting, and I know you do as well, in connection with what's going on in this narrative, that his name literally means he who hears. And so we're going to preach about Simeon, a man who listened. If there's ever need been a need for the Christians today is to hear what the Spirit is saying by the Scripture. He's pointing us to Jesus. So many churches have gotten off track theologically and doctrinally because they do not hear and follow the voice of the Holy Spirit, which speaks to the Holy Scripture. The Spirit will never contradict the Scripture. And I, I, I don't. time would fail me 
to give all these examples of, quote, churches and pastors and ministry that teach things that contradict the script. And I don't mean things that are kind of unclear that none of us are really sure. I mean things that are basic, things that are abundantly unequivocal all throughout Scripture. And yet they teach the exact opposite and claim it's from the Spirit. Well, God can't contradict himself because he's perfect. And when you're perfect, you you, you don't have you can't. There is no contradiction. So the, hear me clearly before we even get started. The spirit of God will never contradict the scripture of God. And if you feel yourself led, quote unquote, in some way that contradicts the plain teaching of scripture, it might be a spirit leading you, but it's not the Holy Spirit leading you. And that's why the Bible says, try the spirits to see whether they be of God. So with that in mind, let's look at Simeon, a man led by the spirit to the Savior. Luke chapter 2, verse 25, And behold, there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon, and this man was just and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel. And the Holy Spirit was upon him. And it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. So he came by the Spirit into the temple. And when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him according to the custom of the law, he, that being Simeon, took him up in his arms and blessed God and said, Lord, now you're letting your servant depart in peace according to your word, for my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared before the face of all peoples, a light to bring revelation to the Gentiles and glory in the glory of your people, Israel. Lot is mentioned there about the Spirit. So let's let's look at the man Simeon for a moment. The first thing we notice in the text is that Simeon was a scriptural man. As we begin, Simeon was a scriptural man. The text says that he was just and devout, and he was waiting for the consolation of Israel. Now, just and devout, you, that, that's another way of saying he was a righteous man. He was a man who obeyed God. Well, you cannot obey what you do not know, and therefore we have to ascertain that he knew the scripture. Because he obeyed God. He obeyed the scripture. So Simeon was a scriptural man, just and devout, observing the commandments of God. doesn't mean he was perfect. It means that his life was built upon the precepts and principles of God's preserved word. He followed God. The best thing that can be said about anybody is that person follows God. And the only way to follow God is by following God's word. But then there's a second reason that I would say Simeon was a scriptural man, or a second uh, proof, if you will, that he was a scriptural man. Notice the text says that he's waiting for the consolation of Israel. Well, I have a question. How did he know what the consolation of Israel was? How, how did he know to wait? How, how did he come to that conclusion? Well, he knew his Bible. He knew his Old Testament. Uh he, he knew that um, there was one coming who would console Israel by answering for sin. And so he was a man of Scripture. By hearing and obeying the Scripture, he is hearing and obeying the Holy Spirit. 
but he knew his prophecy. Isaiah 41 through 2 says, Comfort, yes, comfort for my people, says your God. Speak comfort to Jerusalem and cry out to her that her warfare is ended, that her iniquity is pardoned. So the comfort comes from sin being pardoned, iniquity being pardoned. Undoubtedly, this passage was in the heart of Simeon as he waited for that comfort to come, that consolation, that forgiveness of sin offered through the promised Messiah. And so I say Simeon was a scriptural man because of his adherence to the scripture, being just and devout, but also because of his knowledge of the scripture, that he was waiting for that prophecy to be fulfilled. So Simeon was a scriptural man. That's just a fact. You may be listening today, and you're seeking rest and comfort for your soul, so I just want to make this application. This consolation of Israel turned out to be the consolation of the world because the only place you will find forgiveness, peace, and rest is not in a place, but in a person, and his name is Jesus Christ. The question is, will you hear? what the Spirit is saying, because the Spirit testifies to the fact that Jesus is God. This is displayed clearly for us in the baptism of Jesus when the Father spoke from heaven, this is my Son. In other words, this is the one. This is the Son of Man. This is the Son of God. This is the promised one in whom I am well pleased. And at that moment, the Spirit of God descended like a dove. So Simeon was a scriptural man. Secondly, Simeon was a spiritual man. Now, what I mean by that? Well, very specifically that he was led by the Holy Spirit. Notice the text says at the end of verse 25, the Holy Spirit was upon him. And then in verse 26, and it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit. And then it goes on so that he being led, uh, he came by the Spirit into the temple. Three times the Holy Spirit is mentioned, and he is seen as being upon Simeon, but also he is seen as giving revelation to Simeon. And then finally, he's seen as literally leading and guiding Simeon's very footsteps. So the Spirit was upon him, the Spirit was speaking to him, and the Spirit was guiding him. I think you would have to be hard-pressed not to agree with me that Simeon was not only a scriptural man, but he was a spiritual man. Now, Simeon was an Old Testament saint because at this time uh, the Spirit of God had not descended uh, in the way that he did in the at Pentecost and before that when Jesus said, you know, my Spirit's been with you, but now it's going to be in you. And so at this time the Spirit resided on him. However, at Pentecost, we know that would all change. The Comforter would come to live inside his people. And so you and I, believers today, have every advantage that the Old Testament saints did not have. We have a residing Holy Spirit and a completed Bible. We are without excuse if we do not hear what the Spirit says as Simeon did. Now, as far as revelation, the Spirit had revealed to Simeon that he would see the Lord's Christ. We would rightly presume that Simeon was an older man who had waited for this promise for years. Undoubtedly, he would read Isaiah 40, and he would read Isaiah 53, and he would long for the day that the consolation of Israel, the Messiah, would come. And finally, the time had come. Look at verse 27. So he came by the Spirit into the temple, and he picks 
up Jesus. Now, wait a second. How did he not confuse Jesus with another child? There, were, I mean, do you think Jesus was the only child born that that time? Do you think Jesus was the only child in the temple that day? No. Highly unlikely. Did Simeon know Mary and Joseph? Highly unlikely. Well, then, Pastor, how in the world did he know which kid was Jesus? Ladies and gentlemen, the Holy Spirit of God will point you to the true Savior. It was revealed to him the true identity of Jesus by the work of the Holy Spirit. You see, that's what the Holy Spirit does when he saves someone. He, he truly reveals to their heart of hearts, their most inward person, who Jesus really is and what they really are and that how that they really need him. The Spirit will teach you all things, the Bible says. The, the, the Holy Spirit points people to Jesus. It's what he's always done. It's what he always will do. And so the Spirit points people to Jesus by the Scripture. Simon studied the Scripture. He was a scriptural man. And by the Scripture, the Spirit spoke to him. And then when the time had come, he was pointed to the Savior by the Spirit through the study of the Scripture. Beautiful truth here. Let me give you an illustration. In the Gospel of John, Jesus states, No one can come to me unless the Father who sends me draws him, and I will raise him up the last day. People hear of Jesus. They may even attend church and know the stories, etc. But to truly come to him as Lord and Savior and saving knowledge and not simply head knowledge, this is a matter of the Holy Spirit's work in their heart, soul, and mind. Now, how does he do this? By the word. Acts tells us of Peter's sermon at Pentecost, and when the people heard it, the text says they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, Men and brethren, what shall we do? The Spirit had convicted them through the preaching of the word, and they were led to the Savior. Peter tells them to repent, and then let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. So the Spirit guides men to the Savior. In conclusion, I, I realize Simeon was already a godly man of faith. He was saved, as it were, but the principle still applies that the Spirit of God leads men to Jesus by the Scripture. When you witness to someone and tell them of Jesus from the Scripture, the Spirit of God can and will take and convict their heart as they see fit, sees fit. That's, this is why the preaching of God's Word, the sharing of God's Word is so vitally important. It's the tool. Write, write this statement down. The Spirit of God leads sinners to the Savior by the Scripture. Let me say it again. The Spirit of God leads sinners to the Savior by the Scripture. That's why you need to memorize some good evangelistic passages. You say, well, I, gosh, Pastor, I can't explain them. I can't present. It, it doesn't matter. The power's not in your presentation. The power's in the message. God can take the worst presentation and save the most hardened of sinners as long as the Word of God's present. Case in point, the conversion of Spurgeon. Don't you know your church history? Spurgeon went to a little Methodist chapel. The pastor wasn't there. And a layman who could barely speak stood up, read a verse out of Isaiah, 
looked to the small congregation and said, look to Jesus and live. I mean, it wasn't, wasn't profound, wasn't homiletically pleasing. But I'll tell you what did happen. That night, the greatest preacher London's ever known was saved and went on to preach the gospel for many years and write many, many, many volumes. And I'm told he is the most quoted preacher by preachers to this very day. The power is not in the presentation. The power is in the person of the message, Jesus Christ. And so keep that in mind. The Bible is the tool. You say, well, I, I just don't know about this. Well, 2 Timothy 3.16, all Scripture is inspired of God. That word in the Greek means from the breath of God. So the Scripture is inspired by the Holy Spirit of God. So we need to be studying the Scripture and submitting to the Spirit, and that will always lead us not only to the Savior initially, you know, the Scripture and the Spirit lead us to the Savior by way of salvation, but even after you're saved, lead you to Him uh, in a more deeper way, to grow, to, to flourish in your faith, to conform you to the image of His Son, Paul said in Romans 8. And so we see these spiritual truths in the life of Simeon, a man led by the Spirit to the Savior. Keep studying the book of Luke, and may God bless you.